Hi, I'm Robin's normcore stylist that absolutely must be brought before the Hague, Condé Nasty. And I'm the Hague, Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Ursula, how you doing? I... I've been awake for like 12 hours, and that's not normal for me. So I'm, I'm, uh, this is, it's the end of my day. I'm very happy to talk about Drag Race as a nice little button to a very full day. <laughs> I love that you're more loquacious on a, when you're tired on a day when you have been doing intermittent fasting. Good for you. Um, anyways, uh, so I think we need to address the elephant in the room at the top of the episode, which is the allegations that have come out against Sherry Pie, which... I think um, we can just call them what 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 she did because I think she admitted it. Oh yeah, she yeah. did admit it. So so, um, which I think everybody within the drag race fandom should should have been uh, made aware of by now because it was all over the internet and thought pieces are all over the internet. Hot takes, cold takes, lukewarm takes, all of those things. Um, Condemnation. Yes. So VH1 is proceeding with airing this season and has a sort of disclaimer at the top that. Um, you know, they weren't aware of the of these occurrences prior to recording it, and out of respect for the other queens, they are just proceeding with uh, uh, the season, airing the season as it was filmed and edited. Uh, accordingly, we are just going to proceed with reviewing the episodes independently. Obviously, we do not condone any of the things that Sherry Pie did, and it will inevitably affect our interpretation of her as a as an artist. As you know. We're all subjective, but um, we will just kind of move forward with reviewing the episodes as is. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense, because trying to artificially not talk about her would lead to weird silences. Yes, yeah, Yeah. no, I agree. We're just noting that now for the rest of the podcast. Um, And with that, on to more exciting news. Uh, This week, we have a return guest from last week, a longtime listener, fourth time caller, Serving uh, Tessa the D'Urberville's realness, it's Valkyrie. Hi, in honor of the two-part premiere, Ida Magician saw me in half. Valkyrie. I'm living for that intro. That's very yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> Your feet are moving independently in everything. Yeah. Magic. Um, you're missing spirit fingers, but I hope you can feel them. So much drama you're giving us in this performance. I wish this was yeah. a visual medium. So, Valkyrie... What did you think of this week's episode? Um, I know I was very vocal that I was worried I didn't know what to expect in this episode on the last pod. Uh, and I feel like I was a little disappointed because it just felt like a rehash. Okay. Which is what my fear was. Okay. Um, and I feel like episode one had stronger performances. And while everyone seemed to be middle of the road, this one I feel like had more tops and bottoms and drama, which is normally... How it would tr- what makes transpire. a good yeah. episode, yeah. but it yeah. was like, it didn't seem balanced or even, and like... It was weirdly divided. Like, I wonder if it was a random draw, or was... Def- There's no way it was a random draw. Right, so, I, I will say, I- I'm a good scientist, so I like a nice control group, so I kind of enjoyed the extent to which it was a repeat, insofar as you couldn't then say, oh, well, you just happened to luck into the stronger challenge for you. Yes. This was like, literally, you were asked to do pretty much the same thing. So I like I like scientific rigor. That makes me happy. I do agree it was not as good. I think the if nothing else, the double say the the no one going home, aside from just knowing it would happen, um, didn't feel as justified. Like I, I could pick people to be like, no, you two can lip sync. None of you 
failed, but there's a bottom half of this that we could have pulled a, a I, decision from. Sure. I agree with that. I think last week we had a lot of talk about that girl's speculations and and some of them were pretty far-fetched, but the one thing I did agree with was I, I felt like, I agree with what you're saying, Valkyrie. I thought we were probably go- going to have a weaker half of the cast. And I'm not going to say it was a weaker half of the cast, but I definitely feel out of the 13 queens we've seen thus far, the one, the three that I'm like, you seem like the bottom three of the season were all in this episode for me. Yeah. Um, and... But I will say this, like, um, there's a lot of psych- psychological proof that, like, if you're writing an essay, write your, your first paragraph should be your strongest argument because it will impress people. It, it actually sets the bar high, but, like, then they kind of think of it highly more broadly. And so while there was a little bit of a letdown, I also think that this show made such a big effort to make the first premiere so dynamic, so compelling. Seven really dynamic queens, like, shooting on all cylinders, I think. I'm, like, in for this season and excited. And I I did feel like last week it was inevitable that the second episode, there's no way it was going to be as good. It wasn't. But I still had a great time watching it. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah, I I think my other part, while, like, Robin is amazing in her own right, and performing that Fosse song in front of her was fun and entertaining, I don't think that's the same level of doing a rap in front of Nicki Nicki Minaj. It definitely is not. And that, like, there was, that was such a high peak, and then for everything else to be the same, and that to feel so off-balanced was weird. Yeah, I agree. A two-part premiere. As a ride-or-die musical theater queen, I have thoughts and critiques on the bossy number, which we will get to. So we will get to that. So then, should we move into the entry list, then? Okay. So, God, I should have this up already. Um... We are a well-oiled machine. We're absolutely well-oiled machine. Well-lubed machine, I mean. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so, Rockham Sakura walked in. So- isn't Rockham Sakura? Because that, that, sure. that's, that's the pun, like yeah. a Rockham Sakura. Rock, so, Rockham Sakura walks yeah. in. What did you think of her entryway, entry look, Valkyrie? And I mean, do you I, know the reference? I mean, I, I'm not a super anime fan. Um, I get where it's, like, I was a Sailor Moon watcher in okay. middle school a million years ago so i have somewhat insight but don't claim to be fanatical and i'm not going to get every one of her references um it i mean it, it's a solid look i don't know if i'd say it necessarily excited me what did excite me was how rock M came into the room and it was just like everywhere and it was like lying on the stairs and yeah. climbing on tables and it's like most of the time the first one in like goes and sits in a chair and it's like twiddles their thumb and he was just bouncing off the walls, which I love. Yeah, yeah, no. I'll, I agree with all of that. Um, he is like a weird comedy, almost clown-adjacent drag queen is the vibe I got in a good, in a way that has a specific voice and tone and it makes sense in 2020. Um, the look itself is actually like a direct cosplay. Chibi Ursi, I think is what she's called in the Japanese version. Um, it's basically Sailor Moon's daughter from the future in like another life who came back in time this is like literally exactly that cosplay look with uh rockham rockham's uh very extreme makeup (laughs) Uh, and so um i like that it was so i am absolutely doing a popular well-known uh anime character so oh what did you think of dahlia's entry look i don't know like it when I first saw her, she reminded me of Naomi Smalls 
for what I feel are obvious reasons. And, okay. and she did so at several points over the course of the episode. I like her. I like, I think she's good. Um, We're talking about the entry with her. And the entrance. Okay, okay. I can stay on task. Um, sometimes. Denim's a bold choice. Okay. Like, I... I appreciate I appreciate this look academically. It didn't set me on fire emotionally. Okay. What did you think, Pastor? I feel like if I saw that in person, I would love it because I feel like there's details I'm just not seeing on the camera. But mm. like nothing like looks good in it. Uh, you can tell it's like well crafted and fits nice. But like there, I I'm missing what makes this exciting and and what this tells me about you as an entrance look. Yeah, I, I did get the impression, looking at it in high def during the close-up shots, that it was, like, in person it looks weirdly, like, grungy, distressed jean jacket and dress, but with so much, like, sparkle and chandelier in it that it manages to feel both distressed and opulent, and that contrast could be really fun in person, like, very fun and interesting and different. I don't think it rendered on TV as much as one would hope, but it, yeah. I think it's a fun idea. Um so, yeah, it's certainly the fav- my favorite thing she did all episode. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but there's so. also, it, you see a lot of that, like, learning curve of what has worked in the clubs and in performances for you versus what works on TV. Absolutely. Even with Jackie's beard comment last week, like, there's a shift that everyone has to make in their drag. Yeah. Totally. To totally. television. Totally. Um, and then Cherry Pie came in in the dress that looked like a cherry pie with a first place ribbon on it. I thought for her drag name and her like campy drag aesthetic, it was exactly what it should have been. Yeah, no, that uh, almost <clears throat> almost two on the dot, yeah. but also like whatever. Get the look out of the way at the yeah. time. Without going too far down this road, uh, the, the whole thing, aside from the obvious, the, the like bad parts, it just it made me separately sad because it's like Sherry Pie would be like real set up to be a queen. I would love this season. This would be right down the center lane for me. Yeah, you love a Broadway camp queen. It's yeah. okay that you love a Broadway camp queen, and this Broadway camp queen, who seems to be good at that, is also a terrible person. Like, just, it's like, like I, I, to, to, to borrow an, a, a, another reality show trope, we were all rooting for you. Yeah. Just <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And then, I forget who came in next. I think Jan. it's Jan. Um, just Jan. Just Jan. Non-copyright infringing Jan. Very intentional. Uh, <laughs> thoughts, Valkyrie? Uh, I mean, I know it fits her style and her aesthetic. I feel like in press, I've seen her wear this a lot, so it wasn't new. Okay. Seeing it walking in the runway, which was kind of a letdown. And I mean, wear your shit as many times as you want to, but you only have one entrance on a TV show that I feel like that needs to be your impact. Like, don't Tiffany Haddish. I think she was trying to brand herself so, like, immediately with, like, a cliche of herself. That I, I, I like it. It's very like what she is, yeah. but at the, at the same time, I'm like, do something more, like, do something more bold that also screams yeah, Jan Sport is what I would want. It's yeah. just, it's also like weirdly shapeless to me because it's like a sheath dress and the jacket together make it make her. It's like a tube of purple, yeah, on which Jan's head is sitting, yeah, and maybe if the bag had more contrast or something, I, like. I don't know quite how to diagnose it, but it, it... It feels very high school cheerleader with, like... But now we're putting sequins on it. Yeah. Like, high school cheerleader in her, like, casual dress. Yeah. And I'm not... That's not an aesthetic that moves me. 
inherently. Yeah, unmoved. Um, but all right, and then Jada Essence Hall enters, looking fishy as fuck. Uh, what did you kids think? I loved this look, and Jada's kind of my favorite of this episode. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, like for many reasons, and I'll get to them specifically as they occur. But I love this look. I love this color. I love her shoulders. Just okay. I just loved it. All right. Yeah, she was. The queen I was most excited for this season before the, any of the shows premiered. Um, and I think this was a great entrance. Um, I think she sold it. The like lace detailing in the top, um, I enjoyed. The color was like oh, perfect. Beautiful. The color was perfect. The color was perfect. I, and she is a queen that is like very RuPaul-esque serving fishy like woman model. Yeah. Like perfection. It's very... Very well done. She has she has wonderful cheekbones. Yeah, and I also feel like this was one of those looks where it's like, I'm a pageant queen, I'm giving you pa- A-plus pageant, but it also works as a drag race look. It, do- it doesn't look like it was a pageant queen who can't stop being a pageant queen. Yeah. It looks like a pageant queen who knows exactly how to style her aesthetic for this venue. Okay. Yes. And then Aiden Zane comes in in a latex bodysuit and an interesting red and gold short sleeve jacket of sorts. Thoughts? I love this. Okay. I it was I mean I can't imagine any other queen wearing this. Okay. It's very seems very much here here I am. You know what to expect from me. Uh that the contrast of the like fetish bodysuit to the like Hawaiian shirt was amazing. Okay. I didn't I know it's not a Hawaiian shirt, shirt but I, like, I get what you're saying. It's that fun bright pattern like it just made me happy. Okay. And it was something like, it's such a counterpoint to almost everyone else that's walked into the room. Yeah. I will agree it is its own, it is a unique voice over the both episodes. There's not like, even even um, Crystal Method is not like this. So for being the, the weirdo queen in her episode. Um, honestly, what surprises me most about this look looking back at it is how surprising I found, actually found all of her looks later in comparison to this, I developed a snapshot of what I thought her runway looks would be, and in the runway itself, which I will get to, completely not what I expected. My only real critique of this look is the makeup does this thing where she's contouring in a way that like really flattens her face. Yep. There, it looks like someone sanded her features down, and that makes me very uncomfortable. I think it's part of the creepy quality. It works. Um, I think that this look. <laughs> makes perfect sense for her aesthetic as far as I understand it so far. Yeah. And um I for me the jury is still very much out on Aiden, but I thought I like this look and I thought it was good for what was happening. Or what she was going for. I'm very much here for Aiden. I believe you. The look you gave me. You're usually a pretty monotone calm person. No. So when your eyes <laughs> Dance. I, I'm prepared I know to know you mean things. Dig no, my heels in. You're welcome to. Go, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not gonna. This is. I'm not. We're not gonna rehash an argument and go in circles again. Again. <laughs> but yeah, there are multiple queens that I would fight for in this season. Where there were the first premiere, there were queens I liked, but wasn't necessarily like, yes, that's my horse in the game. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it. So, uh. This is going to be awkward to do, but we're going to make our best attempt to talk through the spring runway. Um, so first we have Rockham in a 
how, Ursula, how would you describe this garment? So, it, it, is it a cape, or is it sleeves, or is it both? Because it, it, it's not a... I think it's like cape sleeves. Yeah, it's not a full cape, because no. it's coming off the back. I will say, um, I, di- I did like the design, and I appreciate that she, like, drew that. That's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful, bold statement piece. It's very on-brand, and, you know, no complaints. Uh, she's given you, like, Trixie doesn't paint her eyebrows that high like that is that is that is a i do wonder if this makeup look is going to get monotonous if there's no other look we'll we'll get into that but what did you just tell me what you think of the look it's very pretty it's very on brand um maybe because this might be one of those looks that i think is more stunning in person because on tv it looks just very busy and there's no chance to really appreciate the artistry okay I liked it in that I think it was mostly going for what she was aiming for. The only thing I found odd is the way that it's like, a, there's like these odd suspenders, I think. But maybe that's how she's holding the sleeves and the... No, it's the, how she's holding the her like loose bucket skirt that's not Luke even on bu- her. The loose bucket skirt is the part that I was just about to get to that. The Luke bus, loose bucket skirt is what bothered me. No, it is the best part of that entire outfit. Please, please. Okay, go ahead. Tell it, me. it had such different movement than any other, like, skirt yes. or dress. And, like, it, like, fit her personality and, like, was continuing Okay, rewatching that, whole... that twirl, I'm not... You're right. Rewatching her just twirl, you, you got a point. Um, and, like, it carried that whole, like, oversized print aesthetic in, like, one block without it, like breaking it up or, or it did ru- that. ruining that like lots of crazy patterns all over the place aesthetic yeah um i mean for a lack of a more elegant reference it's like a rodeo clown when they have like the it absolutely, is. It, absolutely on is. It. it is but like which is just in a fun. little bit it is fun i felt i felt like so a few things Hersla, going back to your comment mm-hmm. it's very clear this year that the show is like, drag is very diverse and our fans are getting very pissed at Michelle and Rue just wanting pretty and under, you know, writing off good classic Broadway queens for being that. So we're going to try to be a little more open-minded and drag, judge the drag that is being presented to us in the moment. Now, that's how I feel about these two premieres. I don't know if we're going to feel that way in the end of the season. I hear what you're saying about the makeup. You're right, but I do think what she was trying to do, she did effectively. Oh, absolutely. You're making me rethink the the bucket skirt situation. Uh, I think that's something you do once, and you don't replicate it again. Okay. Because then it's just going to get gimmicky. But, like, here was just perfect. I agree. All right, so uh, Dahlia's spring look, this, this neon green dress with the orange wig. It's pretty, and she's wearing it well. But this this was the look that really drove home for me. I like it's not fair to compare the queens to the queens that have come before for superficial similarities. But I did just see that look and think Naomi Smalls has given me something similar but better. Okay, I liked it. I thought it was very well done, and I thought the orange and the green go well together. Yeah, it's the color not, palette. It's there. not blowing me away. It yeah. fits her body nicely. Yeah. yeah, I love the color palette. I thought she was beautiful. Not anything new, but yeah. I think it's like a good representation of like her visual aesthetic yeah. and like how yeah. like what she wants to do in drag yeah um so then we have jada in her spring look with a lot of cutouts it's like a white and floral situation 
I like the shape of the dress. I like the print of the dress. The cutouts and the illusion netting elude me. Nipples exposed, her breastplate needed powder, but otherwise I liked it. I honestly forgot what she wore. Yeah, it's pretty underwhelming and classic. All right, Jan's little, little lehihu look. What did you guys think? It wasn't what I expected from Jan, which was nice. I think she even made the point of saying there's a clear idea of what Jan is. Yeah. um, And that this is definitely not that and that she's pushing herself for the show. Um, There are elements like I like, but I don't think it works together. Like the skirt doesn't seem long enough. Like with the shoulders and sleeves so big, the skirt seems wrong. It's not not proportionate. Also, I think it's one of those, like as much as I am anticipating whether or not uh, Rockham will become gimmicky, I think your first look has to be in gimmick. Like you're you're telling me you're breaking your mold when you haven't given me your mold in any yeah. meaningful sense yeah. yet. Yeah, no, I agree. So then we have Aiden Zane's look. What did you think? This is probably my least favorite thing she did. Okay. On the show, um, maybe it was a little too spring, like with rain and a flower on her head. It feels um, crafty. Yeah. Like, like, if this were an unconventional materials challenge, I might be here for it. If this was if this was drag on a dime, which are they going to do that this season? If this was drag, yeah, if this was drag on a dime, and she made that out of like, I don't know, discarded Coke bottles and discarded cocaine or something. I don't know, like if this, whatever. Huh? Yeah, then I would be here for it because it is it's graphic, it's, it has a shape, it has an idea, but as like a fully planned thing made of fabric, it's a little undercooked. Let's move on to the fall runway. What did you think of Rockham Fall look? Eh. Same. Eh. Yeah. Mermaid skirt, capelet, koi fish. Yeah. I do think she's leaning into like gimmick. I like the beret. The proportions are good. Um, I can. T- I see what she's trying to do. Like honestly, I think had she had she toned down her makeup to match the simplicity of the gown, I think that actually could have been a like opposite companion look to the exuberance of the spring look. But this just felt like. I'm giving you Rockham, but in a mermaid gown. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I wish the cape was longer. It seemed It would have added more drama to, to it. To be there to add a little drama. And I didn't see it during the episode, but on Instagram, she had makeup that actually had koi fish on it, oh. swimming around her eyes. Oh, that would have been fierce. Um, which was amazing, and you need to go look it up. I will. Um, I will but like, I did not see it during the show. I don't know if that was show makeup or if that was her doing something afterwards yeah. to accentuate it. Um, but uh, that was just a really smart, clever way to bring the dress into her makeup. I agree. Huh. And then it made the big, crazy yeah, yeah. makeup make sense with that look. Yeah. Opposed to the kind of calmer face that gotcha. you guys were talking about. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that that all makes sense. Uh, so then we have Dahlia's look, which I think they described as Yeti, she Yeti or something like yeah. that. Uh, I'm. This is one of those looks... Uh, I. I get it, but it doesn't do anything for me. Like, I get it, by, but by it coming up all the way to the head and then just having the baby curls, it becomes too samey everywhere. Yeah, there's no... That, then it's not fun anymore. Yeah, nothing breaks the... It's, it's just like a tube of fur. And... It becomes monotonous visually yeah. within itself, where, where I do think if she just had like a fabulous wig on as opposed to the head 
part, I think I would probably actually like it a or lot. Or if it were like a hood that she like took down and yes. be like, gorgeous. Yeah. But that's me. Yeah. What did you think? I love this look. Okay. This is maybe my favorite look of the entire mini challenge. Okay. Um, I like the like nude illusion strips yeah. behind but- it. It was fun. Um, it, it made me excited when I turned the corner. I'm so glad when you're here. Condi Nasty and I rarely disagree that much <laughs> on that many things. We have our disagreements, but it's like, like we have, there, there's some Venn diagram overlap. I love I'll when you just come and just like slash and be like, no, I love, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I, like we talked a lot about last time of looks seeming like they came from the same designer. And I feel like her looks look like they came from the same designer. Okay. Um... I don't know. It was fun. It was. It, it's like a James Bond villainous. Definitely. In twenty years, definitely is going to have that exact same outfit. <laughs> I agree with you there. Okay, so Jan's look. What do you think, Valkyrie? I don't even know if I still understand it. Like, there's something positive. Like, I have a positive reaction to it, but I, I can't figure it out. It's like a, a Rubik's cube of dresses. Okay. I mean, I think it's a dress. With a with like a jacket that has very dramatic sleeves that is made of the same fabric and is supposed to be worn in conjunction. Yeah, I mean, I say dress, knowing that it's two pieces. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this was a rejected costume for the Koopas in the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> I agree. That would have made that movie so much better. Um, they should my be drag queens. first thought when I watched this was. Because it's like a synthetic green crocodile, it feels too close to crocodile and then just kind of looks like a cheap version of it. And then I thought, what if this was in like a a navy or burgundy or deep purple fake crocodile material? And then I'm like, oh, that's very fun sci-fi villainous. Um, I I don't know. I feel like the internet has responded a lot more positively to this than I have. And I feel like... There's parts of it I really like, but it doesn't quite all come together as much as I would like. Yeah, when, when I saw it walking, my thought was, uh, she's not wearing the dress, the dress is wearing her. It absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember it moving well, either. It did Like, a Wh- very is, stiff... Yeah, that's what contributed to my feeling. Yeah. It's like, you do, not, you do not inhabit this gown, you are just carrying it down a stage. I was very surprised to see her in dark hair. So, I don't know why. Because every time I've seen... Yeah. So I've known of Dan's sport, Dan... For at we, least four we can years. say Jansport. I dare you to send us a cease and desist, Jansport. I dare you. It uh, <laughs> has been. I've known of her for at least three or four years. Uh-huh. I'm surprised by how young she is, and I've only ever seen her as a blonde. So I was surprised to see her in that. Can but I, I mean, it worked with a look. It feels like she's preemptively overreacting to the show as something different critique, because between we'll her... get to that when we get to the critiques. Let's get there. Okay, no, I'm just. Saying. I agree with you because but yeah. Ross had a whole monologue on it, and I okay. agree with you, and I want to talk about that. Okay, when we are there. Okay. Um. So then we have Jada's look. What were your thoughts? I don't think lilac is a fall color. It isn't. Um. I mean, everything was well structured. It was like I enjoyed the furry sleeves. It looks great on her. I like the look. It is not fall. In any sense I of love that word. this look. It is not a fall look. I think the materials bring it closer to fall, like the, the fur accents and the hat. 
I could see this being a very con- like you know those people like we're from Chicago. I'm from Chicago, so I kind of get annoyed at the people who hate winter. Where I'm like, I could see this being like the conscious like I want it to be spring, even though it's fall. I love this look because once it when I saw it walk, it reminded me who Jada reminds me of and why I instinctively loved her so much. Electra from Pose. Okay, she definitely gives me an Electra from Pose vibe. Yes, yeah. and I'm like. I'm like, oh, start saying mean but accurate things about people. I'm just, I, I just really responded positively to what she was serving. And when I realized what, it, what, who she was reminding me of, I'm like, oh, well, now it makes sense. Of course, I'm here for the woman with cheekbones and an attitude. I'm like, so this, you are I, a gay man. Uh, yeah. So I could see Electra walking that and just crushing it. And yeah. So that made me. So I'm, I'm going to respond positively to all of these things Jada does that are just highball stuff just okay. oh, yeah i i love the outfit I, I agree with valkyrie the color is not fall and i completely agree with the it's late winter i i'm gonna make it spring because i want it to be spring that's vibe true. off of it that's true that's a hundred percent correct yeah <laughs> not fall fair yeah. enough fair enough um uh, and then lastly we have uh aiden zane's fall look what did you think amazing okay i enjoy the like untraditional silhouettes of where she's just like i'm not gonna wear pants or a skirt and i'm gonna visit my grandma's attic and make an outfit out of it and I'm be t- amazing while in it but when i make bold decisions like i'm not wearing pants i'm asked to leave the restaurant <laughs> i don't like like her knit leggings are like amazing I know you both are like dagger eyes. No, I'm not dagger eyes. No, I'm, I'm not dagger eyes at all. I'm uh, like pursed lips at you. I'm not. Yeah, I'm but not, it's like that. I'm not even. I'm like pursed lips. Perfect proportion and reference to like the capelet. And yes. Like, I mean, do I wish she had something other than just like a bodysuit underneath it? Yeah, that's what's doing that the for me makes it like deeply not fall in a way that I feel like is the same as the color issue for Jade to me, where I actually really like this. I like the color choices. I like the, I don't know what you call it, but I'm going to say a Charlie Chaplin cap. Um, I like the cape. I like the color palette. I like this. I like the knit stockings. I think it's very fun. And I think it's like speaking to a distinctive aesthetic. I wish that she literally had an olive green mini skirt to make it so it's not like you're like, and I'm not saying that's like a bold or interesting choice. I just think that it would be like, you're wearing knit stockings and then you're wearing this olive mini skirt and there's like two inches of exposed skin somebody might actually wear this in the fall that it's a bodysuit i feel like takes it down a peg for me to like not really be a follow but i i agree with everything else you're saying i truthfully like truly i love it otherwise and now we're from our sponsors have you tried not for those times when you feel like offering an opinion on the internet on a subject you only just learned about on wikipedia always remember you could not For those times when you feel like bombarding the mentions of an actor just trying to make a living because you're mad about something a writer, a totally different human being did, you could not. When you find yourself about to lecture a member of an historically oppressed minority about their life experience, all you have to do is just not. It's not, and it's available anytime, anywhere, and it's the perfect way not to show your entire ass to the entire internet all at once. Just remember that not every thought, opinion, or feeling you have needs to be fucking expressed the minute your fucking brain creates it, and you too can just not. Not. Because you shouldn't. And now back to the show. Alright, and we're back, so let's talk briefly about the rehearsal and uh, get into the main stage performance after that. 
Um, any thoughts on that tension from either of you? I realize what makes group challenges so good in later seasons is that it's the opportunity for animosity that's been building episode after episode to finally explode. And that could not happen because all the girls just met. And so even though there was confrontation, it wasn't exciting right. confrontation. because it, it, it had no stakes. Yeah. It had no um, stakes. Which was the same as the first season too, where it's just like, yeah, you're bickering, you're talking over each other. This means nothing in the bigger picture yet. Yeah. So it's pointless. Which is why I think they edited both rehearsal sessions down in so both sessions. Yeah. Because they were like, oh wait, no one cares. Not enough for me. Um, I Yeah, okay. I, I thought it was interesting that they really seem to be focusing on... Like last week, obviously it was um, Widow who was one of the main people where it was a lot of tension. And then this week it was like, Mostly Shara, Sherry, and Jade. And those are the two who ended up being the top two. Mm. Um, which I thought was funny. But I agree with you. There's no stakes, so it's not entertaining. I definitely got bad vibes from Jade in terms of her not knowing her references and having no capacity to communicate constructively and collaboratively with actual ideas to people. I'm not going to say the names of the queens that she reminded me of, but they're not good comparisons. Uh, Given that it's episode one for her, I will refrain from that parallel for the time being. But I, as short as it was, it really rubbed me the wrong way for Jade. Jada. Jada, okay. Um, Is it Jada? Yeah. It's Jada. Okay. Okay. I agree. She did not come out looking great. It It did just look whiny. Which was kind of surprising given how good she did. So I do wonder, it's like, were you hamming it up for screen time? Which also isn't ideal. I definitely don't think that was intentional. I, I, I ultimately agree, but it did make me wonder. Um, it yeah. seemed like she was over-concerned with, like, she knew this was a weakness of hers. And she was going to yeah. do everything in her power to make sure it didn't send her home. Even if that meant... Sabotaging everybody else as a group. Yeah, and and like it just seemed like she got too in her head. She got too stressed out that this is could send me home because I don't know yeah. Fosse. It's not in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I have to make sure that it doesn't send me home. I just felt like what she said that was at all specific made no fucking sense. And I yeah. will be shocked and blown away if we see a group challenge wherein she displays the capacity. To collaboratively communicate with another living homo sapien. I got a really bad impression from her behavior on this. And I hope that's not who she is. But Yeah, because Electra backs it up by always being right. And that's the important yes, thing. Yeah. Yes. Alright, so let's get into the main stage presentation. I had a lot of feelings about this. Yeah, well, you're a musical theater guy. Let's, yeah. Why don't you walk us down this? this... So, so, for anyone who doesn't know, Fosse is known for doing very small movements very small very precise very coordinated and every time i saw an arm being flung above the head i'm like i know i shouldn't be like well that's not fossey i'm like but it's also not fossey and it's a fairly easy it's not an easy style to learn well but i think it's a fairly easy style to parody yep it's it's shoulder rolls and head flicks and little jazz hands very tiny yeah very tiny movements and that amoeba thing really would have worked had they really, ang- like, you got to get more scrunched together and just shimmy across the stage. That's it. That's all you had to do. So none of it read as fossy. It read as just kind of generically 
parody of Chicago. Yes, without um, actually doing Fosse to make that generic parody of Chicago work. Work. So this was far by far the weaker group performance. Yes. Like and yeah, uh, and I didn't. It's kind of weird how it turned into almost like the harder one for them to do. I think I would be like, "Shit, rap is hard because you got to go fast and be really precise." And yeah. I'm like. Fosse, I'd be like, well, I can just shoulder roll while I look off to the side. And like, none of the, it, it, what it was, none of the polish was there. Like, like I liked Aiden's verse overall. It was very on brand. But I feel like there was like a missed opportunity because Aiden accidentally looked somewhat close to uh, Liza Minnelli and didn't do anything to accentuate or exaggerate that. Where I think like a little, like a longer wig with a more of a swoop or like anything in the, like there was a, you, you were, 80% there to giving me Liza Minnelli and Cabaret, and had you done one thing to acknowledge you knew that, I would have died. Okay. Yeah. I I think I think compared to the rap challenges, even if you don't listen to rap music, it's still contemporary, yeah. and you understand what it's supposed to be. Right, right. If you don't have a Fosse rap, and if right. your own only Fosse reference is Chicago, right. the movie, right. it's, th- that's a problem. And so right. it, like... There was zero wiggle room if you did not know that reference. Right. And, and it showed that right. most of those people did not know that reference. Yeah. Like, I barely know Fosse beyond Chicago, but I I know that that wasn't Right. Like, Fosse. But weirdly enough for me, even Jan didn't really feel in the mode. For, she for, wasn't. For all the talk about being the musical theater queen, I'm like, I'm not actually getting any Fosse from you. Like, I agree with that. Yeah. No, it um, was cheerleader. It yeah. was to harken back to her it was entrance cheerleader. look. Cheerleader. Yeah. Um, I agree with your larger assessment about the overall performance. I thought Aiden, and I agree with you that Aiden could have been more explicit in winking to Liza. I think she really, despite the overall performance not really landing on Fosse effectively, I wasn't sure what to think of her. I definitely at the top of the episode got the impression that she's like very inexperienced as a performer. And with I, her zero shows a week. <laughs> and I thought she really killed it in terms of her verse, the cadence of her verse fitting with the song and the way that she delivered and made eye contact. Her expressions. I like, yes, Eliza wig would have been great, but it, she didn't need it. No, I, I thought she did phenomenal. I, I will say I was so impressed. She yeah. did as well. It, it, she did as well in the Fosse challenge as I could have hoped to have done in a rap challenge. If that makes sense where I'm like you, this is not your genre, but you squeezed every ounce out of it that you could to make it work. Yeah. I was I worried think he would do better in a rap challenge than I think you think you would do in a rap challenge. Aww. And I think Aiden, I think my <laughs> review of Aiden is higher. Yeah. Thus I agree with your assertion. <laughs> um, there we go. I was worried about Aiden in this challenge, especially after the rehearsal. But yeah. I, I, I would put her in one in the more successful category. Absolutely, not of everyone on that stage. I thought she brought it. I, I'm going to say maybe an A minus, but she brought a, a performance that to me was in the like you yeah. did. I'm not going to split hairs on it. Was it a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten? But you, you did the damn thing. Yeah. Who else stood out to you in terms of their performances? I could watch Rockham do that. All day long. Okay. I, I, Ursula looks like she's choking on her tongue. No, I I, I go back and forth. I get what... Her kicks were... Like, she purposely did things that were weird. And and like, I don't know if she didn't know Fosse or if she just wanted to lean into her strengths. But like, the weird 
kicks where she like bent down so her foot yeah. could get over her head and the poop humor was amazing um well the, it, it was a surprise that like i would never have done that if i was in a fossey challenge but like it worked and it was the funnest of the challenge it had the most and energy i will i will agree with it that. absolutely had the most energy and, and i, I know think who with these girls, is. yeah yes and i feel like with these girls who fighting so much they're not really doing fossey for a fossey challenge i think her making the choice to make a big swing yeah was well, not a terrible choice, no, no, there, all things considered. There, there's a saying in music where a, a wrong note sung timidly is a wrong note. A wrong note sung loudly is an interpretation. Yeah. And I think that applies here, where it's like, she wasn't going to give you orthodox Fosse, so she just did it to an 11. So you're like, well, I can't fault... Like, I can't fault you for trying and failing. For not trying it. Like, you, you, you did it. Whatever that is you did, yeah. you did it. I find Michelle criticizing someone for scatological humor when the woman's been nothing but anal sex jokes since Jump, from Jump, a little hypocritical. Hey, Michelle is <laughs> making major modifications to her judging critique this season, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm thrilled with the progress we're making in terms of judging the drag that is actually being presented to us. As opposed to just boxing everyone into yeah. beauty quit. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. Jan was like a weird, like weirdly, almost discordant, where it was like... It was discordant. It was like cheerleader discordant. I'm very talented at all of these things, and I really want this. There was um, no connection at all to the piece, which is shocking from a musical theater queen. Yes. Like, if anyone... There's this great gif of Michelle Williams in uh, the FX Fosse show doing this thing where she, like, wipes away a tear and then arcs her whole head around to the side of her head. I can't even describe it properly, but it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's just one of those, like, that's where I would have gone with this. Like, in, like you know, uh, imitating Gwen Versa, where it's just, like, there was just nothing... All of Fosse's pieces do this amazing job of integrating music and movement. And you'd think the musical theater queen would remember that. I agree. Um, I thought uh, Dahlia's performance was the worst, the most low energy, and made the least sense. Oh, God, when they clocked her. So what titles have you won? I'm a hoe. Okay. Cool. Uh, You also, like, don't know what the city of sin is. Also, cool. She, I mean, I know gay men love a messy, dumb slut drag queen. I just know and, I am not her target audience. And a messy, dumb slut, not drag queen while we're... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Like, I know that there is an audience for that type of drag queen. Um, it does not surprise me. She's Aja's drag daughter. She is showing the, like, lack of self-awareness I would expect of Aja's... And intelligence that I would expect of Aja's drag daughter. Um, I was underwhelmed by her performance as well. Yeah, uh, I also... I liked her look. Like, I thought she looked good on the performance. She did look good. But it was not... Didn't go with the other queens. It was not a Fosse look. Like, it seemed out of place. It did seem out of place. And then her weak performance made it even worse. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then... Who else? Uh, So I thought Sherry did a phenomenal job, and she's clearly a Broadway queen. Yeah. Um, And she had... I thought it fit within it. And she had the ups and downs, and the sort of caloric jokes, etc., I wasn't wild by it, but she did a good job, which we all expected. She right, yeah. right, right, right. I think a strong thing with her is she did jokey things and played off of other people's lyrics okay. when she wasn't the main 
person. Yeah. Okay. Which not a, like the other people were like dancing and in it, but didn't seem to be that engaged. Yeah. Okay. As Sherry was, like Sherry was performing yeah. an entire number, whether she was singing or not. Right. Right. Um, and then I literally can't remember who we probably remember five of them, and I could not tell you who we Jada, who was fine. She did a good job. Yeah. I thought she did a good job. Okay. Um, and then do you want to move into the runway? Sure. All right. Let's stop for another commercial break. Why not? We need the ad dollars. Hi. We don't have any sponsors yet, but I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you about Fiber for Bottoms. I believe it was the great English adventurer Winnie the Pooh who once said, If you stick your hand in the honeypot, sometimes you're bound to find bees. But rest assured, Fiber for Bottoms is here to evacuate that problem from your life. Like the forthcoming environmental catastrophe or a terrifying alien invasion, Fiber for Bottoms is determined to eliminate your native bee population. The proprietary blend of chia, flaxseed, and celia husk will gather all those bees up into one massive salubrious swarm and push them out of that black hole and into the stratosphere, turning that black hole pink honey and leaving you with the sweetest honey pot in all of West Hollywood. So don't be a dirty little piglet. Exterminate those bees and keep that honey pot sweet with fiber for bottoms. All right, so we're back and let's talk about this runway, starting with Aiden Zane's look. Valkyrie, what'd you think? This is giving me like bizarro uh, Winona Ryder and Beetlejuice. Okay. Uh, like the flipped colors. I'd like the the color combination itself is beautiful. I think it was a surprise um, that no one saw her coming out in a in a more elegant. It's not elegant. It's more elegant than what I think people expected from her. I and like it. The dress was cute. Everything worked well. I would. I yeah. This low key blew me away. Like, I think had you shown me that had had Aiden been showing that dress off in the workroom, I would have been like. So you stole another queen's dress and you're going to wear it badly. I'm shocked by how good it looks as itself, but how much it actually does feel of a piece. Like, there's something, there's the shape that's slightly weird, the color, the ruffles. It is like insane, I think, was it Michelle said, like insane Grey Gardens vibe. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, that I... Tandy Newton said you're giving me Grey Gardens. Thank you. And I yeah. agreed with that yeah. strongly. I love it. I love the color... Uh, the colors together. This is one of my favorite combinations. I love the hair. Um, I like that she did the makeup we've seen before, but with the eye makeup intended, the eyeshadow intended to match with the wig. I thought it was cohesive and intentional and elegant, but also weird. I think yeah. I maybe, I don't, I, I, I stand by my, the jury's still out on Aiden. I think she's got something yeah. and I, I like her and I see a talent there. I am already anticipating that we're going to run into a, I don't no idea how to do this okay. situation. Do you know the moment But I that, think she is a good drag queen who yeah. belongs to be here based on her performance no, on this the episode. moment for me with Aiden that was like a real like, uh-huh, um, was when she said, well, like, if, if Atlanta were more diverse. And I'm like, let's not have a white queen lecture a black city on the diversity of its drag. Um, but it was one of those moments of like, okay, you can just say you don't perform a lot. You don't need to be that defensive. Like, you just be like, you're a lo- you- Well, I also think her... RuPaul loves a megalomaniac. She wants unearned confidence for days. And if nothing else, that's going to send Aiden Zane home eventually. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Um, I don't remember who walked next, so we'll just talk. Oh, I think it was Dahlia. Yeah. So, I love Dahlia's look. It is very, like, tool, but also, like, rock and roll 80s inspired in its structure and the hair choice. I don't think 
everything about it was perfect, but it was fun. It's it fits the challenge, and it is like this is a tulle gown, but it's also like an unconventional silhouette, and I believe it's asymmetrical at the top. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I thought the hair choice was the right level of 80s rock and roll meets like elegant drag queen. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a case of everyone else is bringing it so much harder that this is just a little less exciting and comparatively. Yeah. But it's a good look. It is. Yeah. Like, she should be proud of putting this together and walking in it and like, but it's, it's not a, you're not going to win on that stage with everyone else. Yeah. I, my feeling on Dahlia is she's probably my least favorite of the cast so far. And I, but I have nothing, none of her looks or anything where I'm like, what are you doing? Like yeah. all of her looks are at least good if not great. Yes. Um, all right. So next we move on to Jada in this beautiful, elegant, I'm going to say lemon tool, lemon yellow tool yeah. color. Yeah. Um, or maybe yellow pastel. What did you think? Yeah. I, I think it's much better when she did the reveal during the performance. Um, the skirt is a little weird. Like, I like the idea of the tears. Well, it telegraphs the reveal because it's not a full skirt. Yeah, like, you see her legs. Yeah. Uh, so it, well, that wasn't a, a surprise, but, like, it got, to me, it was so much cuter as the, like, spring ballerina, ballerina in yeah. yellow. Uh, I, like, I think the idea of these tears is something interesting to explore, I don't think this is where it should landed. Um, I love the color and I love the neck up so much, so much. Yes. So I like I like this a lot on balance. I agree with the critiques about the skirt. If it were a proper full skirt, I bet those legs are fierce when she's walking and the the sides of yeah. that longer dress blow to the side. Yeah, I'll give you that too. Out. I mean, I hear what you're saying and I agree. Standing still, it just looks kind of weird to have that opening. I bet it looks fierce as fuck walking down. Walking yeah, down. and and again, and I might be rounding up because I love Electra so much, but like this this queen that is like a pose character come to life is really doing it for me, shockingly. Not surprising. <laughs> um, all right, so then next we have Jan in her construction worker tool outfit. I get why she tried to do something unconventional. I get that she bothered to do the tie-in with a tool. I think it's funny that she's like clearly wearing an Elsa wig. <laughs> With this look, <laughs> that I don't think she even like restyled or put like gel in to like get the strays in place. Um, I don't know. Like, I get trying to like surprise us by doing something different. And I think they made a point to like call that out. And I'm like, are you sure you're not trying too hard that you kind of missed the point of doing a tool uh, look? You, you can't see me emphatically pointing in agreement right now, but that's what I'm doing. It just, it, here's my thing I, I like a good joke, I like a good pun. It's there. But the pun she chose to make has no other connection to her drag aesthetic or yep. story. And no single look, except like, I guess maybe her entrance look was like, but it's like, there's, she's tried so hard, it's become unmoored from any other thought. It's like, the, there's like a weird manic energy so far of like, I have to be the best and the most different and the best. And did I say the best? And it's, pulling her away from having any type of cohesion, both artistically as a drag queen, and I'm going to start worrying soon mentally as a person. Okay. Wow, that's <laughs> strong. We have very different... I know you said before there's often a Zen diagram overlap, <laughs> and there is, but our overall takes on these queens are very different. Yeah. Like um, okay. I, I think it didn't go far enough. Like, it, the outfit 
is funny and the joke is there, but it's not drag. It's yes. just a construction outfit made out of tulle, which it, what like it looks like the the puffy paper suit that med techs put on before walking yes. into a crime scene. But like, could the vest have been a little longer and been more skirt like? Like, could you? Were there other more feminine touches you could have exaggerated? Right, right. In this look to make it also, funnier. Watching her gesture at the light bulb with the wrench was so weird for me because that. Do, do you know how to use a wrench? Yeah. So it was one of those. The joke didn't land because it wasn't really a joke. Okay. So I agree with that. Yeah. Um. And that then next we have Rockham. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say the dispute that happened between Michelle and Ross over this, like swallowing her. Yeah. So she obviously has like a can be over the top, like inspired by anime and manga, yeah. like aesthetic, and that is her lane. I think aesthetically this fits within that. I agree with Ross's comment that something like this ordinarily would swallow you. She obviously has like a corseted waist, and I felt like when she walked in, it was what was insane to me was how clear it was that it was sewed very intentionally with structure for structured shoulders, yeah. structured waist, where it is very hard to look like a loofah and then have it actually look like it's providing you a female silhouette. Yeah, so which and I'm does. not saying this is a good choice to do something that is so loofah-like, yeah. but she did impeccably make it have as much of a silhouette as possible, which, like, this is a rare instance where I'm like, Michelle is absolutely right and Ross is absolutely wrong. I know, it hurts Watching to say, it move yeah. was like, yeah. I was so impressed. No, I, it... it I believe the waist was implicit when it moved. It, it had two was. regions of movement that yes. indicated shape. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I, I thought, not a choice I would make, but I get that this is like in line with her brand. I found this to be a pretty, I found this to be one of the better, like, there's always that sense of like, how well did you do the challenge? How well did you do the challenge for your style of drag? And I would put that right up there at one or two of like, how did she found a way to interpret the challenge in a way that is absolutely her. Yeah, I think it's a little first idea for the challenge. I'm, I'm going to use all the Within tools I possibly brand, can. Yeah. Um, but I think it's done really well and executed well. And like, you can't fault it when it's yeah. that well done. My one critique is, I don't really like the yellow in it. I, I was just the, think I was, the yellow takes that it sense. away. Yeah. That makes sense. And like everything else is is like a lighter, pastelly, not a saturated. Like and that fairy yellow is almost candy. like a marigold. Yeah, it brought it down. If like, it were a different color in that saturation, I would like it. Or if it were just more yeah. pastel. Or if yeah. it was like less of it. Like it just seems like there's a lot of that yellow in the front. But yeah. when you see the wisps in the sleeve or the collar, it's more effective. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, but yeah. that's just tiny critique of and. That's probably the only color of tool they had left. Yeah, yeah. In the shop that she needed to complete that dress, but. Um, and then we have Cherry Pie's look. I loved it. I thought it was very well done. I thought a big part. I mean, I think the look in and of itself, it, just seeing a picture, it's like okay. But I do think the way that it moved and the way that the placement of the lightning bolts and the raindrops and the way that she kind of like made it like I'm I'm a crying. Yeah. Kind of drag queen in this, like... Cloud, thing. yeah. Yeah. Cloud. Um, Robin commented on it similarly. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the way she was acting it throughout okay. the runway, but... She overdid it. Yeah. But it looks good. I, uh, I cannot debate that. Um, so, we said... What, it, what do you think, Dr. <laughs> I get fourth grade school play. Like, you got to pick your character last. <laughs> I get fourth grade school play. 
you get to got to pick your character last elevated to very polished drag. Yeah. Maybe like I expected more out of the the what we saw of of, of her the rest of the episode. Like the pie dress was so much more and so well detailed and yeah. This I guess this was just lacking detail or I wanted one or two more elements to not just make it look like a blob. I get it. I know this is weird after we just talked about the blob that was Rockham. Amazing. But yeah. yeah. I get it. Okay. I get it. Um, so then we get into the judges' critiques and the tops and bottoms. Um, just, I mean, we don't need to get into the nitty gritty, but just any thoughts you had or any critiques you had from those conversations. I was kind of hoping for more from both Robin and Tandy Newton, both of whom I separately adore. Same. Like, I was like, and, and you know, it's, it's a, it's a weird alchemy. It's the room. It's what, you know, like, it, it, it's not like they weren't good judges. They just... They, they didn't, it's another reason this episode is going to pale in comparison. Nicki Minaj showed up with like pre-printed receipts. Like the choir director who wants you to succeed. Yes. So excited. Yeah. And yeah, I wasn't quite Wait, getting... wait, can, can we get, they're redoing Sister Act. Can we just cast Nicki Minaj as the new Whoopi Goldberg? I think so. I think that would be lovely. Yes. Yes, yes after can. after careful consideration, I co-signed this yeah. idea. Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry for that tangent. No, no, no. no. You it. can always you can always reference Sister Act on this podcast mm-hmm. anytime well, any, you want. Anytime you need to. At my funeral, I want like a chorus of nuns to sing. So <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. So sorry. Go, go no, on. I was going to say. Um, and Robin seemed happy to be there, but also on Quaaludes. Like, was it? She had very little to say, it seemed, at least based on the edit. I was fine with Tandy Newton. I love Tandy Newton, and I think she's a phenomenal actress who I thought got it and had a lot of constructive criticism. Yeah. I wish we got more from Robin because Robin is so iconic. Yeah. She did seem reserved in context of it. Which which is, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It's weird to have both of them on the same judging panel because then neither of them could really shine yeah get the... i kind of think tandy should have been and not and it's it sounds lazy but to be like she should have been in an acting challenge either as the straight person in the scene it's or the not person lazy. directing she's, honestly i think she's one of the most underrated actresses of her generation agreed i think she's phenomenal she, i would love it if she, she was... she's one of two truly great things in westworld the rest of which is nolan crap i literally <laughs> only watch it anymore for her yeah I love that woman. Uh, I would love nothing more for them for her to be on the show for an acting challenge or direct something or anything yeah, like that. Agreed. Um, okay, so here's a question. It, I I posited at the top of the show that if they needed to send, if they needed to have a bottom two to send two people home, I could staff it in this episode in a way I couldn't do it in the first one. Same. Who are your bottom two? So Dahlia is absolutely my bottom of the episode, no question. Agreed. Yes. Um. Bottom two. Do you know who I'm going to say? I think I do. I think we might say the same person. You're not going to say the same person. I think I know who he's going to say. Jan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say Jan too. All right, please talk to me about it. Um, I think the the runway look, while a neat idea was not executed, the the execution on that needs to be an 11 out of 10 to not make it um, med tech and a murder scene. Yeah, because that woman is about to clean up some blood. And I think her performance, while technically fine, was so frenetic and like me, like me, like me, 
that it was like it's like all of the negative parts of Reese Witherspoon's personality in Election with none of like the fun polish that makes it you almost root for her to succeed. Okay. I feel like she didn't nail anything in this show. Yes. She was off entrance look, both of her mini challenge looks, performance, and it, runway. And not to not to be not not to sound like Michelle Visage unnecessarily, but like the whole point of this episode was to find out who you are. And you showed us five different things, none of which tie together or show me anything about you because you need to win so badly you've forgotten that you're a human being with tastes and the history. And yeah, and you're not even yeah. present for the competition you're in right now. Yeah. And you're, Ross, Ross went on pretty long about, yeah. like, you're so concerned with showing us different looks, doing this, that, and the other. I think you're outpacing yourself to the point where you're a little bit shooting yourself in the foot. Pause and be present for the challenge you're in as opposed to, like, preemptively putting eight critiques from us about diversity to the point that, like, we don't really know who you are. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if I would have knocked her as much as you have if it wasn't for your musical theater girl who can actually sing, and your number felt way more like a cheerleader's monologue than anybody trying to be Fosse or Chicago right. or anything. Yeah. And that, to me, was the part where it was like, I could I can read a lot of the other stuff as an issue of taste. That was a, you're actively making a bad decision in doing this as a cheerleader, as opposed to trying to do it fussy at all. Right. And here's here's the thing, especially for like the, the self-professed musical theater queen. There's going to be more musicals, obviously. It's part of gay culture. I think she's but... a high school musical theater queen. Ooh, ooh, I get it. I agree. But it's also one of those, like, you couldn't turn it off just to enjoy the moment. Like, if I were on Drag Absolutely. Race and there were an episode where we decided to do a drag parody of Star Trek, please make that happen. I would be like, and like LeVar Burton were guest judging that week. I'd be like, you know what? When the fuck am I going to be here again? Whatever my concerns for the competition, I'm going to enjoy this moment in which the intersection of my drag and something else I love yeah. is happening. And that when when you give Nina West a musical theater challenge or you give Naomi Smalls a runway to stomp, there's like a clear sense of this is the thing that makes me enjoy the insane hours and little pay of the profession I have chosen. And that, and that more than anything is what connects the audiences to them. Like we love, like watching Trixie do country music is fun because it means something to Trixie. Yes. Therefore it means something to us. Yes. I agree. And there was just none of that with Jan. Yeah. Yeah. The, the weird thing for me, well, I'm sorry, you're over here. Oh, I was just, she, you could clearly see she overthought everything yeah. too. And that like, their idea is there, but like you knew she second guessed and you knew she tweaked things and tried to push herself out of her comfort zone to the point where nothing was jammed. Yeah, like a good queen, a good queen, great queen knows to be like, what makes me happy, and then how do I modulate that for the for the round? She started only from a question of what will impress the judges. Yes, and that's ultimately unsatisfying, even when it is good. I agree. What's funny is something I wrote down very few notes after watching this mm -hmm. of things to talk with the two of you about, and one of the things that I wrote down was something that stands out to me about Jan is that she feels distinctly not weighed down by the trauma of growing up queer in the way that like almost everybody in any queer medium yeah there's some peripheral version of that including for drag queens and jan has the energy of like i have a supportive mom from some suburb and i was in cheer and this and i got into drag because it was a confluence of different entertainment related things i wanted to do and by the time i would even consider doing that it was so mainstream because of drag race and I'm just like perky and like, hey, what are you doing? And there's nothing 
while Jan may be a gay man who does drag, Jan feels distinctly not queer. Ooh, um, interesting. And I got that vibe and it stood out to me. And I don't know, like, there's so no, much gonna, implicit judgment in that. I'm going to switch that I wasn't around trying my mouth to be hard. come back later with that. I'm going to think about that next week. Hearing the two of you talk about how much she was, like, preemptively overthinking, I am a little, am I reading this right? Because it stood out to me palpably. You know what? I'm... I'm having Oblivia over to catch up on the episodes this week, so I'm going to be thinking about that the whole time I'm watching these two. Okay. All right. Because even some, like, you know, we've seen queens who became drag queens not because it was the fondest desire of their gay heart. Bob's entrance into drag, I believe, by Bob's own admission, was a little mercenary in Bob's attempt to become a successful comedian. Yeah. But Bob has personality and... Charisma for for, for For fucking weeks. Yeah. So it works. So that, that ooh, I'm, I I'm I love doing this with you with you people because I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have something to think about Drag Race for another week on an episode I've seen already. <laughs> all right. Do you have any thoughts on the Valkyrie? I'm not unpacking that right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, just <laughs> the, dead silence. The, the hour is late. It's raining outside. We don't have the energy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, with that, is there any other closing notes you guys wanted to make about this episode or overall thoughts about how you feel about the season? The lip sync was underwhelming. Okay. Jada did a great job. Jada did... I'll, I appreciate a queen who has the confidence to stand still when the song calls for it. Calls for it. Sherry... And it, it's, it's kind of like a weird inversion of last week where Gigi's attempt to do the song funny fucking killed me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you were never going to beat Widow for many reasons, but great job. Sherry's... Com- it, it, it didn't click. I thought a lot of the comedy she was doing and the facial expressions made sense. I thought it was weird that she didn't, like, literally spin in that, like, tutu-adjacent tool number. Right. Like, twice, and then smile at us and open her mouth a little wider during the up-tempo portions yeah. of the song. Because then it would have felt like I'm dancing the most basic dance, but it works with this outfit, while otherwise doing comedy. Yeah. The fact that she did not make those choices tell me, oh, Sherry Pie can't dance. Like, at all. Like, that was, at all. Yeah. That was, like, when it got up tempo, she just, like, stood still. It was so weird to yeah. watch. Yeah. It, the, um, so, uh, yeah, I wasn't impressed. I definitely feel like on the other side of this, they front-loaded the first episode. And there are some strong queens in the second episode, but on average, it's a big discrepancy. I am very excited for this season, because overall, I feel like there are eight or nine very strong contenders yeah. with different voices and the judges seem to be making a point to judge the queens for the drag they're giving them a lot more than yeah. I thought they would be. Um, I'm still very excited for this season, even if this episode wasn't as good as the first yeah. three. Um, and, yeah. And yeah, and I'm... So the operating... So we, I don't know if we want to talk about this, but like the theory I think we're, we've... Everyone I've been talking to about this is operating under is that the disclaimer used the word disqualified because Sherry makes it to the top four. And I think that's going to be... It's going to be a weird... Like, the season has a shadow over it. And I, I'm i going to be consciously choosing to not let it, like, overshadow some amazing fucking work that we've seen, even just so far. Okay. Like, it's, it's going to be an interesting experience watching this season. Of these six queens, who do you think makes it to the top five? Of the six in this episode? Yeah. I think if Aiden can get over 
whatever issues come from being 21 and whatever. Um, I think, I think Aiden has a credible case. I think Jada has the ability to just be like, I'm a talented professional with the history behind me. I can give you a, a minus work in my sleep and can probably ride that when like, she will always be consistently good and other Queens that might have been great. will still have weeks where they're bad. And Jada can probably ride that to that. Okay. Yeah, I put money on Jada. Yeah. I think she's almost a lock in my head. Yeah. Um, if Jan gets out of her way, I could see... Jan could, Jan... Ha- Jan could have the arc of the season. Yes. Um, I am madly in love with Rockham and Aiden and want them to do as best as possible. The problem is, I think at some point they're going to be in the same lane toward the top yes. four spot. I Yes. And I, do I actually think they're going to be top four unfortunately no yeah but i'm obsessed with them and will live for every second they're on the tv yeah um i think jan is likely to make it to top five even if there's a narrative about her getting in her own way i think there's bound to be one but i do think that she will get to top five maybe not top four but top Mm. five i think sherry makes it to top four based on the handling and that they seem to be responding to a broadway queen favorably reviews this time around um, I think Jada will I think Rue will love Jada and I think everyone else will not <laughs> and I based on how Tyra Sanchez did that it's unclear Ooh. <laughs> lots, fighting lots words. of real clear parallels with that one um, I could see it going anyway with okay her. yeah I am looking forward to next week I want to see what happens when all these queens get uh shook together yes indeed all right well with that that's been the episode valkyrie thank you so much for joining us again as always you were a fabulous guest uh so no my pleasure i've been conde nasty i'm Ursula the sea bitch bye bye